It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. They were a tanking team coming into the year, or so we thought. Now the Thunder are one game away from the playoffs. Also, the Bulls will get their chance at the postseason. And Syracuse Athletics is losing more than a Hall of Fame coach with Jim Beheim. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Through two nights, it was the game of the play-in. The Oklahoma City Thunder get a thrilling 123-118 win over the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis-Alexander were absolutely brilliant in this one. Rylan Stiles from Locked on Thunder joins me now. And, and Rylan, I understand Zion Williamson didn't play. Larry Nance Jr. didn't play. This was a banged-up Pelicans squad. But still, for a Thunder team that a lot of us thought was tanking coming into the season, to be at this point now one win away from the playoffs is pretty remarkable. How did they do it? This has been a season that's been remarkable all the way through. The youngest team in basketball this year, the second youngest team ever in the history of our league, only ahead of last year's Thunder team, no Chet (laughs) Holmgren. And they lost Kendrick Williams, one of their best rotational players for the season midway through as well. So they've dealt with adversity just as New Orleans has, and it's how you got to this point. But for this team to be this inexperienced and to play in this spot and win on the road in a back-and-forth game where New Orleans had control of it with under seven minutes left at home, it felt like it felt like this young team was going to fall away of what typically happens for young teams and struggle to close out games. But the Thunder rose above that, and it's just another testament to how well-coached they are and to how they can close out games with a true superstar in SGA who struggled mightily in the first half. But still, when you look up, ends up with you know 32 uh, points on 22 shots. And, and it just shows how he can do it in a multitude of ways. And then Josh Giddy's 30-point game. The Thunder had their formula that they needed. It was that simple. It was Josh Giddy stepping up as a scorer and Lou Dort stepping up from beyond the arc with four threes. With those two things plus Shea, you're going to feel really good about your chances to win. And now the Thunder become the first ever 10 seed in the West to beat a nine seed. Josh Giddy, 31, 10, and nine. He was one rebound away from a triple double, and, and four of those boards were on the offensive end. I know that it's easy to say, okay, when you have Shea Gildas Alexander and then you bring in Chet Holmgren into this mix. Okay, that's your big two. But when you see Josh Giddy do this in a playoff game, does that make you recalibrate not just the hierarchy on this team potentially, but the ceiling of this team to see his game translate in the postseason this way? I think that it does. I think that it, like Josh Giddy has been the question mark of, of this Thunder team. Can he shoot? Can he score? Can he play offensively uh, in the postseason beyond just his passing, beyond his rebounding for his position, uh, because he's also not an incredible defender. But tonight he showed you that intangible thing that we struggle to quantify. And so since we can't quantify it, we just kind of cast it aside. But throughout his career, playing against grown men his entire life, now at 20 years old, he's always stepped up 
in games of this magnitude in games that have this much weight to them and plays his best basketball here. And if, if that's what you're going to sign up for, for a 20 year old, who's not going to have to be the first option, not going to have to be the second option, not going to have to be the third option. Whenever rookie Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara uh, really comes into his own offensively uh, in these spots, moving forward, you're going to sign the dotted line for that every single time with Josh Giddy, given what he gives you offensively as a creator as well. So for Josh to step up here, knock down a couple threes and score really well at the rim, uh, and off of that comes his playmaking and passing. It was a huge uh, bonus for OKC. Even if they would have lost this game, it makes you feel so much more confident about the core of this team because that's one less offensive liability moving forward if he can play like that against a really, really, really good Pelicans defense. So this sets us up for a matchup on Friday, Thunder and T-Wolves. Um, the, the Wolves probably should have beat the Lakers in that game. Um, but weren't able to close the deal, which is something that they struggled with all season long. So this is the biggest Oklahoma City Thunder game in a couple seasons now. Handicap it for us quickly. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game for OKC because as you mentioned, they have not been in the postseason for two years. And when they were in the postseason, it was in the bubble. They weren't going on the road. They weren't facing off with environments like this. And Minnesota has a lot to lose in this game. They're going to be the team that has all the pressure in the world. The Thunder have once again surpassed their expectations. They didn't. We didn't think that they'd be in the postseason. They got there. We didn't think that they'd beat New Orleans. They got here. So they have nothing to lose and everything to gain in this setting. Stay up to date on the Oklahoma City Thunder by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Thunder on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Bulls beat the Raptors but now have playoff Jimmy and the Heat to deal with. Before we get to how they will do that, a big-time player in the Commander's bidding war is bowing out. We're ready for the NBA playoffs, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's, like, risk-free, basically. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat First bet. That's why they call it that. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be winning the NBA title. Or you can check out some action on the diamond, some early season baseball. The Yankees are hosting the Twins. FanDuel has the odds of the Bronx Bombers winning at minus 142. You can do all of this on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Washington Commanders will not come with free two-day shipping. According to an ESPN report, Jeff Bezos will not bid on the commanders. The Amazon billionaire's interest in buying the franchise and his presence hovered over the proceedings despite never having made a bid. 
March, a source close to Bezos said Commander's owner Dan Antonia Snyder were blocking him from the bidding, which multiple sources close to Snyder, of course, denied. The Amazon founder and former president also owns the Washington Post, which published several investigative stories over the past three years raising ugly details about Snyder and the dysfunction in the organization. The NBA sent a memo to its league office staff Tuesday instructing them to reduce expenses and limit hiring for the remainder of the fiscal year because of economic constraints, this according to recent reports. Like other businesses in the U.S. and globally, the league office is not immune to macroeconomic pressures and taking steps to reduce expenses, NBA spokesperson Mike Bass said in a statement. This comes on the heel of a new collective bargaining agreement that would ensure some labor peace through the rest of this decade. The New York Islanders are heading to the postseason. The New York Islanders are playoff bound. Islanders down the Montreal Canadiens 4-2. A solid effort from the Islanders. They got an early lead and never really felt like they were in danger of losing it. They outshot the Canadians, dominated the pace of play, and in the third period when they were protecting their lead, they really played Islanders hockey. They kept it simple. They forechecked, kept the puck in the Montreal zone as much as possible. And when it got into the Islanders zone, they were efficient and smart with the puck and cleared it out. That is the formula for victory for the New York Islanders. Still need to clear, clean up the power play, but everything else seemed to click. Brock Nelson, two big goals. So back to the postseason for the New York Islanders. And after a roller coaster ride of a season, it certainly feels good. For more, listen to and watch the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get your podcasts. On the diamond, the diamond backs look, well, back. Can you believe it? The D-backs continued their streak of not dropping a series in 2023 after destroying the Brew Crew 7-3 in the series finale. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks here. Dre Jameson has been a spectacle coming out the bullpen for the D-backs, but with Zach Davies going on the injured list, we needed someone to replace him, so why not put one of the best pitching prospects in the organization, in the rotation, and that's what the D-backs did with Dre Jameson, and he he stepped up once again. He only pitched four innings, but looked absolutely nasty doing so. And he only needed to go four innings because the offense backed him up today with seven runs. They had five doubles, a couple home runs as well. And the D-backs were able to take down the Brew Crew, continue their streak of not dropping a series in 2023. And now they got the second most wins in the National League. I want to say what, 13, 12, 13 games into the season so far? Yeah, we're feeling good as D-backs fans right now. And the Cardinals are leaving Colorado happy. And not just because of the legalized, no, you, you get it. Captain Jack Flaherty and the long ball get it done in Denver. Hey, it's JD from Locked on Cardinals. In less than 24 hours from their thrilling comeback win over the Rockies, the Cardinals again fell behind early, but not for long as the team got home runs from Tyler Broneal, who sent a missile into the shrubbery in center field, 461 feet away from home plate. You get a two-run moonshot into left field by Nolan Arenado, and then another go-ahead bomb by Nolan Gorman, this time to the opposite field. And the boys go on to win the game 7-4. Jack Flaherty much better in this one. Only five and a third innings pitch, but just one earned run on five pits. He had six punchies. 
and only walked one guy. He's gotten better each time out, and although he didn't get the win today, he's got to be encouraged by his performance. Back-to-back wins means a happy flight home tonight. For the latest info and updates, be sure to keep it locked on Cardinals. Here is another story you need to know. If Wednesday's Bulls-Raptors tilt felt a lot like Lakers, Timberwolves, it's because it was. The Raptors controlled this game almost the entire way, leading by as many as 19. Then a 37-24 to fourth quarter helped the Chicago Bulls get the win. Joining me now, Pat, the designer from Locked on Bulls. And Pat, what changed in the fourth quarter? How was Chicago able to claw their way back and get a victory in Toronto? Well, I'll tell you what, I I think the change came a little bit earlier than the fourth, but it just was too much for Toronto to overcome. I think the change came from Zach Levine. Zach Levine decided Mm -hmm. in the second quarter, hey, I got to go off here. Uh, Nine points in the second quarter, second half, 31 points in the second half there. I mean, 30 points, I should say, in the second half alone. Uh, Zach Levine was what changed for the Chicago Bulls and the mindset defensively, right? Like the Bulls, they're, they're, they're not the longer team. They're not the... Uh, better offensive rebounding team, but they were the more aggressive team. I do think that Patrick Beverly still played a part in this because it looked like the Chicago Bulls came out of halftime ready to punch somebody in the mouth. And that's what we know Pat Bell for. I mean, if we're being 100%. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, and, and it showed up in the stat sheet as well. 58 first half points for the Raptors, just 47 second half points. You mentioned that defensive intensity. It was that point of attack defense that we saw. And now it is do or die. They get an opportunity uh, on Friday against the Miami Heat, two teams that are tough. They are not going to be afraid of this moment. Handicap that matchup for us from the Bulls' perspective. I mean, Bulls have won this matchup this this season, but as Bulls fans, right, we always have in the back of our mind, hey, we won a lot of matchups versus Miami, and then LeBron beat us. But it's like I said on during my live call, LeBron ain't walking through that door. Uh, Chris Bosh ain't walking through that door. Dwayne Wade ain't walking through that door. I think that the Chicago Bulls have a real shot in this one. The thing that they can't do is what we saw them do tonight versus the Toronto Raptors and what we've seen them do a lot this season versus many teams. You can't get off to a slow start versus Miami. Miami is a defensive team, very much like the Bulls. They're not going to let you just waltz back into this game they may go through the scoring lows like we saw with them versus Miami but I'm sorry versus Atlanta but they're not going to have this game where all of a sudden right like you look at the you look at the Bulls down 19 in the game you're just like yeah they they got this they're they're able to come back from this it's not the same dynamic here Uh, I think the Bulls can play with anybody I think the Bulls can get this win I think the Bulls have confidence going into this win. And I think that Zach Levine is the most confident player in this playing tournament right now. Now, what does that mean in the long run? Who knows, right? But at least for one more game, I think the Bulls have a real advantage coming in versus Miami, especially seeing as how how they played them this season. But there's always the storyline of Jimmy Butler versus Chicago that will come back to bite me in the butt when I say these things, right? <laughs> it does seem like Jimmy Butler has a lot of teams where everyone's just like, we don't want to see this guy. We just, they're like the Celtics. They don't want to see Jimmy Butler. The Bull, like they, they, there are a lot of teams that are just like this. This guy is John Wick in the yeah. postseason. We yeah. know that we've seen it. I want to ask you a sort of a broader question here, because when you look at the personnel on this Bulls team, yeah, mm-hmm. Alex Caruso is a defender, Patrick Williams, a defender, but there are guys that play a lot of minutes, uh, you know, uh, Vucevic, DeRozan, Levine, who are not at least known as defenders, but they were seventh in points per game, um, top five in defensive efficiency. So how are they doing it? 
Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? It's about playing defense as a team. The Chicago Bulls do a good job playing defense together. Um, and, and, right, like when you saw in this game, right, it wasn't so much that Zach Levine was the greatest on-ball defender you've ever seen in your life. It was it was more so that when Zach Levine's making a good defensive stance at the top, Patrick Williams is, com Patrick Williams is coming from behind, able to get a hand in there to swipe the ball away. Or Alex Caruso is playing really good defense up top, causing Scotty Barnes to make a turn right into DeMar DeRozan where he could just snatch that ball away. You have to play together as a string. That's what defense is. You, you got to be able to play five guys all together, really be able to come out and and uh, uh, um, work as a team to stop the guys going the other way because the talent in the NBA is just too good. To me, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, guys not known for their defense, to me, who's Zach Levine's defense has improved this season, right? Like, they're getting the benefit of, hey, I've got three guys on the floor more times than not that are defensive-minded guys. When you look at what Pat Bev, P. Will, and Alex Caruso can do uh, on the defensive end, and you saw it make an impact in the second half of this game tonight. Stay up to date all year on the Chicago Bulls by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bulls on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Syracuse is set to lose a lot when Jim Beheim is no longer. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Next season will be the first season without Jim Beheim leading the Syracuse men's basketball team in almost half a century. Locked On Syracuse host Owen Valentine spoke with Brent Axe about why this may be even more of a problem than initially thought. And then we get the news yesterday, uh, formally, that Weitzman will no longer be sort of partaking. Uh, you were one of, you know, the spearheads on that news. Just, has this been something you've been hearing for a little bit? Was it something that was, you know, you formally heard yesterday for the first time? Or what has been sort of the backstory behind getting to this decision? Well, there's definitely been some rumbles uh, the past couple of months that things were, uh, starting to divide between Adam and Syracuse. And certainly when the Bayheim news came out, I mean, Adam and Jim are, uh, are really good friends. And that was a question that came up right off the bat, right? Would Adam continue his support of Syracuse or was his support essentially for Bayheim? Yeah, you had heard a lot of things. So then the Jesse Edwards news breaks yesterday. I just went right to the source and wanted to kind of figure out what that process was. And look, one thing led to the next. And, you know, Adam was insistent on a number of things. He told me some things off the record that I can't share, but what he was willing to talk about was that, yeah, essentially he's done. I went to Syracuse. I want to see the team be really good. I want to see the basketball team in particular be really good because when I went to Syracuse, 18 years ago, my hope was just that Jim Beheim would make it through my tenure there. Two decades later, almost, he was still coaching. His legacy and his shadow 
looms over Syracuse athletics. But name, image, and likeness, giving the flexibility and the financial benefits of the players who are creating the product that is making all of this money is a good thing. And so even as someone who understands this is not potentially ideal for my alma mater, it is better for the student athletes who were being exploited under the old system. I would rather have an equitable system than have Syracuse, who I love dearly, benefit unfairly from the work that those kids are putting in. And finally, Major League Baseball set out to solve an issue of pace of play this year, and thank God they did. But their solution may have had unintended consequences on, of all things, concession sales. The average game is now taking almost 25 fewer minutes, which means fans have less time to purchase things like hot dogs, peanuts, and maybe most importantly, beer. To combat that time crunch, at least four teams, the Arizona Diamondbacks, Texas Rangers, Minnesota Twins, and Milwaukee Brewers, because of course the Milwaukee Brewers, have extended alcohol sales through the eighth inning this season. Others like the Miami Marlins and New York Mets still have seventh inning cutoffs but haven't ruled out changes. Mind you, these last call times have always been under the guise of fans sobering up a bit before hitting the road. Hopefully, people are not drinking and driving. If a team's bottom line is affected, you hate to see them putting fans' safety at risk, but these are adults. If you're old enough to buy a beer, you should be old enough to act responsibly. So, do that. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, will Damian Lillard be a Blazer for much longer? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.